Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exceptional, stunning, outstanding. Any other words to describe Man City, Liverpool, Pete? <laughs> good. I think it was good. <laughs> Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday, the 11th of April. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Lars Good. The football you were, you was were, good, you in the were, words well, of Lars. was good. You warned me you were going to go off yeah. paste. You warned me you were going to attack me in the intro. And I wasn't ready. I forgot. I almost told immediately. you. I said, Pete, get I ready. Know. I'm going to throw you something. I'm Excuse sorry. I, I thought I'd buffer with throwing some low-grade banter in between the warning. <laughs> yeah, the green room stuff. The, the, the stuff before the show was tepid. From a, I think it's because they put the fake milk in my coffee, so I couldn't... You know. You've had, you've had oat milk yeah. and you're not happy, Very, are you? Lars no. has had some oat milk. He's but, not happy. No, it wasn't good. But I will... Will say to, to the listeners at home, I think hooking jewels up to some sort of turbine is a very val- viable solution to mm. the energy crisis. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> of just the burst of energy Brings that was unleashed into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Off it my go. pink purple t-shirt? It's your pink purple t-shirt. I, don't know if I it's like it's like a pink. Is it pink lady kind of? Uh, it's a little bit greasy. Greasy. What? You're calling me greasy. greasy. I'm actually far from greasy right now. You need to be greasy because you are skilled. I am like my skin is like a snake right now. The Caribbean tan is very, very quickly peeling (laughs) off, and it's depressing to be honest. I thought I was quite pleased with my tan after like a few weeks away, and 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 the first thing you say is coming. Well, you're kind of holding on to your tan. No, I said nice to see both of us losing our tan. Awful. Oh well. Aside from all of that, impressed Lars. I've never worked with him before. Have you not? I no, was going to say, this is never done a show. first no. the three of us have been together in this room. I'm going it? to show off so much, Jules. You're going to be so upset with me. I brought in all my pogs. I did <laughs> wonder why you came in shirtless. I thought that was a strange... <laughs> you do look after yourself, people. No, I think that was strange. It's Cheers, a, mate. It is a good T-shirt you're wearing, it isn't says, it? It's uh, Effie's... Uh, it, I went to a wrestling show and it was uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch in Dallas <laughs> over WrestleMania weekend and it says everything's gear in Texas of course a t-shirt I did not wear in Texas <laughs> lest I get a punch on the nose <laughs> uh, let's talk about what was an amazing weekend in the Premier League football wise I mean some incredible matches. Mm. We've got to start with the headline of the weekend. Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. The big game. Everyone was looking forward to it. One point between the two before kickoff. Still one point between the two <laughs> after the final whistle. But, you know, often with these matches, Lars, they're built and there's so much hype mm-hmm. and then they tend to let you down. But this did not do that. It lived up to the hype, didn't it? Yeah, I, I find the encounters between these two doesn't often let us down. Mm. And and this is going to sound slightly trite, but I do want to take a moment to, to point it out and just take note of it. Like I don't support any, either of these teams. I don't support any of their rivals. I really don't care who wins the league. I don't support what they stand for. No, but no, well, that, that's a slightly different tangent that we don't need to get into. But just on a sporting sense, as a neutral, I'm just kind of grateful that the best two teams in the country 
and, and the world probably are both like really front foot, like really mm. positive. Like if one of these teams wanted to drain the life out of the game, I'm not sure they could even do it. Like the, the, yeah. the, the they'd have to move their high line a bit further. Back, well, yeah, quite so. I mean, I guess Man City have it in them to just pass the ball around for for a lot of yeah. time if they want to. But yeah, they're very proactive, very sort of. They want to get at people and they want to make things happen. Mm. And, and the games are rarely boring for that reason. It was incredibly entertaining to watch. It was mm. wonderful to watch. It was, it was just non-stop, wasn't it? It, it, it was, was non-stop. I, can you hear that noise right now? That is Hendo's knees this morning. <laughs> I'm 31! <laughs> Let me rest! <laughs> he really had to put a shift in, didn't he? And he, he, he got better as the as, as the match went on, certainly in sec- in the second half. And uh, it was, yeah, it was it was a bloody amazing match. It was absolutely bonkers. It was bo- you know why I thought it was most bonkers? Mm. Is because these are the two best teams in the country, arguably the two best teams in Europe right now. The world. In the world. <laughs> Yet there were some bizarre things happening. Mm. I mean, oh, yeah. what was Edison doing? <laughs> what was what happened say, he, there? He had I mean, it under control. No, it was all good. He, oh, no, he did so not. No reason to freak out. I got this. There was, it, there was just some weird things. I mean, some of the defending, it, they, I felt like there were nerves on that pitch and I think that they were making some characteristic, particularly Liverpool defence in the yes. first half, were making yeah. some uncharacteristic errors, mm. which... I just, I kind of liked it. I liked the fact that they weren't both perfect and that yeah. we saw four goals because can you imagine how dull it would have been if it was just nil-nil and they cancelled each other out and with it, this lovely football? And it makes you think, well, look, if, if they're going to be doing that against each other, they might drop, like Man City might drop points somewhere. So it, it could be, uh, it, it could not be all over at this point, I would say. Yeah, it's worth noting that Liverpool were properly on the back foot in the first half in particular. Mm. Uh, they recovered really well. But I think there's also, I'm also impressed by the, the sort of loyalty they show to the game plan in the sense that there's no sense, this is going a bit wrong for us. We better just sit in and yeah. ride this out. There's yeah. like, no, we're still no. going to push up. We're still going to go football. Like, when, when, Van, when Van Dijk is kind of like dropping passes and getting a bit confused, yeah, like, oh, yeah, come yeah. on now. Yeah. Let's yeah, stop F- being silly. Fabinho had a bit of a weird one. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, usually one of the best holy midfielders in the world. He wasn't that in this game. But I just think, yeah, having two teams are totally committed to this sort of let's just go at them <laughs> thing. It makes for a very good entertainment. Well, that's how Spurs beat Man City back in mm-hmm. like February. Like yeah. the really high line got in behind them. Both teams Team wanted to do that, and uh, I, I think Jota's goal probably should have been kept out. Thiago should have gone for a second yellow. There was just so many talking points in this bloody mm. match. Yeah, it was it was intense, wasn't it? I mean, I think the the moment right at the end when Mares had that opportunity to score the winner for Man City that was so I, delicious. Oh, what what <laughs> happened there, Lars? Well, he kicked it over the bar. <laughs> uh, specifically, Thanks, Lars. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was Someone he doing? Right? May have it. <laughs> no, he went for the chip, didn't he? And uh, that, mm. that was not the right thing to do, I guess. And I thought for sure he was going to do it. Same. Uh, I was like, this is surely technician. going in. Do you think Alisson just puts him off when he comes out as yeah, far possible. as he does? No, I, well, look, I mean, Peter Schmeichel's on core comp. So I was listening to Five Live and watching it on a... Oh, you're one of those. You that listen might be to I had, well, I had, I had, Well, I had, I, had, I had a Sky Sports subscription, but um, my... Uh, <laughs> Um, father-in-law had logged in so I couldn't sorry I'd just like to point that out Uh, and uh, and my father-in-law had logged in so I couldn't log in so I had to go to other uh, other measures and I cannot stand certain (laughs) commentators so uh, yeah but Peter Schmeichel was like like he was he was sure that it was all about uh, all about the, the the attending goalkeeper but for me I mean, Mares has the he skill would say to that, do wouldn't that. He? I mean, Mares <laughs> has the would. skill to do that. I mean, Mares has the skill to put that in the net. 
I just, I, it was a weird, weird finish and, and it annoyed Pep. Oh, <laughs> did it ever annoy Pep with his murder, murder, murder top <laughs> or whatever it said. <laughs> we love Pep annoyed. Uh, at the final whistle, uh, all respect between the two managers as we expected and, and obviously in the build-up to the game, there was so much love and respect for each other and mm. you're the best. No, you're the best. No, mm. you're the best. No, you're the best. When in reality, they hate each other because that's that, what they do. What did you think of Pep's massive... Hand, I don't even know what you call it. Bear hug, handshake. It was a no, it was a no, it was a no luck high five, wasn't it? Really, because <laughs> he sort of like turned immediately. He went bang. Yeah. It was just there. Ah! It, was, it was mental, wasn't it? I was like, whoa! I'd, I'd have been quite like, whoa! I'd have been taken aback if I was Jurgen Klopp. I think there. he was because they said, "Oh, Pep, there's a lot of love on the touchline after the match." Pep was uh, sorry, uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp was like, "I'm going to get out of here." I don't know what he's capable of. What's in that jacket? I, I thought. I thought at the time, but no one's picked up on it, so maybe I'm reading too much into stuff, mm. that Klopp was trying to put a slightly sly one in by really praising City's counter-attacking. Yes, okay. I think that's one of those things that a highly strung Pep could, could go for. Yeah. he really doesn't like... I mean, counter-attacking is very much a swear word in the Guardiola household. Yeah. It's like a, a fiver in the bin immediately if you say the word counter-attacking. Uh, he, 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 I think that's something he'd find quite insulting. He actually said after the game as well, fantastic game. This is Pep Guardiola. Mm. Liverpool are a joy to watch. We dignified the Premier League. We dignified them. We dignified. Did it need dignifying? I find that offensive, to be honest. Dignifying. Dignifying. Do we need? Does the Premier League need dignifying? <laughs> does it? Yeah. Well, it doesn't dignify itself frequently. I, it I mean, there's been a lot of chat over the weekend about sort of the greatness of this rivalry compared to other rivalries, mm. and, I, and I think in terms of just a pure sporting level, you know, I don't. They're both unbelievable teams. I don't mm. think we've had a situation where we've had pretty clearly the best two teams in the world and I, I say this as the resident Europhile uh, mm. I, I, I think that there's no not much of a discussion there mm. and the last couple I mean four of the highest ever points totals in the Premier League were set by these two teams in the last couple of years so they're unbelievably good but, but there isn't the aggro really I think ideologically they might maybe they don't like each other personally because like you said they're very mm. competitive people but ideologically I think they admire and appreciate each other yes um a very a couple of very modern managers uh, playing a very modern football. So I guess there's an interesting discussion to make about what makes a good rivalry. Like you're not going to have the filled sort of, stadiums for, you, for one. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to have the unhinged <laughs> madness of the sort of nineties uh, Arsenal United stuff and mm. all that. And you need a few punches, don't you? Because people are just <laughs> like, yeah, because, you know, but this is yeah, because they're sort of well-rounded professional footballers who yeah. are like not you know complete head cases anymore. So I mean, you, you, it, it isn't. You is need, that, is need, that bad for the rivalry? I don't know. You need players sort of crossing the floor, I suppose, and yeah. sort of slating their previous. Uh, it's employees. different. It's different, isn't it? It's a it's a modern rivalry. I think mm. traditional rivalries that we've seen in the Premier League. When you think of you know your Manchester United against Arsenal or Manchester United Chelsea mm. of, of the mm. past, like those were the big proper rivalries, and they all had a bit of needle in them. Like mm. like the you know there was arguments between players, managers, mm. all sorts, and and you don't you don't get that with this, but. Does that make it any less of a rivalry, or is it just a different type of rivalry? I think I think it's just a different it's type. Different, it's different construction, type. isn't it? I suppose it's, it's it's a media construction, I suppose, to a certain extent. Yeah, but you know, they still exist. I mean, we'll we'll get mm. to Tottenham and Christian Romero later, maybe. But there <laughs> there are fewer head cases in the game. I feel <laughs> yes. I feel like to, because the the again the level of football we're watching, the amount of running, the amount of pressing, mm. the sort of tactical sophistication. No time for anger. The, no, and there's no time for 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 strange people. Like you need yes. to be a very serious professional Mares to get is to about that as strange level. as it gets yeah exactly right <laughs> like you don't have the the wackos anymore like there's no they, they just don't make it and uh, there's never a sense that like at any moment De Bruyne
could headbutt Trent Alexander no, Arnold like that. Yeah. We're, we're not yeah. at that kind of rivalry. And I just I wonder if those types don't. It's all make... been trained out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, is that bad or is it good? I mean, it's like it's, pop it's, music again. Modern pop music. Everyone's too good, aren't they? It's maybe like it's in terms of if you're just like watching the football, this is very good. But if you're trying to do a, a banter podcast, <laughs> it's more challenging. That's why I brought him up, Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, look, in terms of how the title race is now going to shape up, then mm. where where we were prior to kickoff, Pep said they have to win all seven games, otherwise it will be over. But realistically Liverpool are the ones that actually have to win all seven games otherwise they can't overtake Manchester mm. City it's hard to so, see where the pressure is really, yeah, isn't like, it? yeah so how do you see this shaping up who's more likely to drop points Lars I think there's a complete toss up I think they're so close in terms of level that it's almost meaningless to sort of speculate into that I think what both sides are saying and I think he's completely right is that both teams have to kind of assume the other will win the rest of their games uh-huh. and just kind of go from there uh, there's been a lot of discussion as well about like, oh, who's got the most pressure on them? I think I think with one point between them, it doesn't matter because mm. you just you're they're both capable of winning the rest of their games. So you yeah. both, you just kind of think, have to I go think, at it and win. Assume, yeah. I think Sterling's got the most pressure on him because the crowd just don't seem to like him at all. <laughs> they just do he not. He was see unlucky what he with his offside goal, though. It was so close. Mm. I know it's factual. I know, I know, it's factual now with offsides with VAR, but. It was so close. I, but I don't understand. Like, like, I don't understand why Man City fans can't understand what he brings apart from the goals. You know what I mean? He's a he's a canvas stretcher. Mm. Try painting on an unstretched canvas, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you can have cracked oil paint. Come on. How do you <laughs> a see big it? problem in in Greater Manchester? <laughs> it I understand. Really is, yeah. How do you see it shaping up, Pete? Who's gonna who's more likely to drop points? Because the way I see it is when when you look across the scope of the season, mm. um, City are the team of the two who have failed to score in more games. Yes. So Liverpool score more, which means they're often less likely to lose, I suppose, whereas Man City are maybe more likely to yeah. draw nil-nil. I think, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that City have failed to score in four matches this season and Liverpool right. have done it less than that. Um, Do you not think that uh, Man City's kind of European exertions uh, will be more of a distraction because that's the thing they want? Yes. Um, so Why don't we ask our European expert in the studio about that? Well, uh, Jules, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Europe uh, is a big uh, continent <laughs> and with many different countries in it. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. You've been doing your research. <laughs> <laughs> he knew um, you were in today. Uh, yeah, no, I... I think you're not wrong in that City are probably a little bit more focused on the Champions League, maybe. So if there's a case of a bit of rotation, they would probably... But I think... They're in the letters. No, it's not like... <laughs> you look like fiction got... Oh, it's not like... And first of all, like even if Liverpool rotate a bit, I mean, they're still, yeah, they're not going to feel the weakened team in the Champions League, are they? And even <laughs> yeah, if they do... I mean, both exactly. teams have got a squad. No, I, I think it's very tight. And I actually think it's a little bit tighter... Uh, than the bookies are suggesting. I think the bookies have City as quite clear favourites to win the league now. Yeah, they do. And okay. I don't fully agree with that. Right. I, I think it's much closer to, to 50-50 still. Yeah. Lars is top tip. <laughs> Not yeah, as far as the top let's tip. Let's call it that. Yeah. 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 Well, as if we... <laughs> I just didn't see it coming. So I've got to be ready for anything. <laughs> we loved that so much. We get to watch it all again in the FA Cup. Semi-finals yeah. next That's weekend. So there we go. We get to see you all again. <laughs> we haven't had this before, have we? Again, I've said it earlier. They're probably the best two teams in the world, and they're both going for a treble. Like, right? It's, it's quite something. Mm. It's just a moment. And, and Liverpool has, fans will tell you it's a quadruple. Yeah, loss. and and, and uh, Miguel Delaney of occasionally of on the continent uh, on this <laughs> network 
made the point that this is kind of the Classico at the moment, not mm. in a cultural sense. Okay. Obviously, it doesn't have the cachet and the history and all of it, but in the sense that these are the best two teams in the world and you can't really dispute that from a sporting mm. sense. And that's interesting because for a long time, the Premier League was like, we kept hearing, oh, it's the best league in the world. But we also had a sneaking sensation that there are better teams outside of the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is not true now. I think these two teams are the best teams, teams in the world, as I've now said about seven times. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop saying it now. <laughs> We'll move on, shall well, we? It was it was amazing to watch, though. Really, really <laughs> good. Um, now Liverpool and Chelsea, sorry, Liverpool and Manchester City have cantered way ahead of Chelsea now, who are destined for third place in the Premier League. It seems, although there was a little bit of speculation about whether or not Arsenal could catch them up until the last week. Mm. Um, but they absolutely battered Southampton six nil on Saturday. Chelsea <laughs> every time they went forward, <laughs> they looked like they were going to score. Timo Werner hit the woodwork three times in the first half. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. That's close than um, he usually gets. Uh, yeah, but he, he'd had a, an Im- impressive game despite the fact that he hit the woodwork three times. He he made a massive difference to Chelsea going forward. Southampton were poor, obviously. Uh, Fraser Forster made so many saves in the game and that and tells the full story. It was 6-0. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. But Chelsea needed to bounce back, didn't they, Lars, after the... They conceded seven goals in two matches, losing uh, in the Champions League in the week, losing to Brentford last weekend. So they needed that. Yes, and I and I worried for them a little bit, uh, totally uh, unnecessarily, as it turns out, just because uh, because Tuchel's history at at uh, Dortmund, at Mainz, actually a little bit at Dortmund, at Mainz, and at PSG, is that he does kind of fall out with people a little bit. Mm. Uh, the, the, his reputation is very much. I think uh, Hansi Hansi Watzke from Dortmund, the CEO there, said that he's like uh, he's a, he's a great coach but a difficult person. Like that's his <laughs> whole thing. And then he went to Paris, and the the French press guys were like, "What are you talking about? He's lovely." They said, and the Germans were like, "Yeah, give it time." Uh, and then when things started going wrong at PSG, he became less lovely. Uh, so, so there's always sense with him. Like I think he can. We've seen he's been very good at Chelsea in terms of how he's dealt with the situation they're in. He speaks very well. He's obviously done a good job. But he has a very cantankerous side. Mm. And I think once they start losing games and he has a sense that the players aren't doing what he wants them to do, (laughs) that that side can come out very quickly. And I thought we saw a little bit of that after Real Madrid. He was very defeatist. Mm. I thought, oh dear, is it going in a certain... Did you hear what he said after that game? He said he had to eat an immense amount of chocolate while he was re-watching the Madrid highlights in order to calm down. Because what I'm saying, I was worried we're going down a spiral of, of, of doom here now but of course not so much beating <laughs> is winning 6-0 maybe it was all the chocolate maybe he's found a coping maybe. mechanism yeah maybe just mm. yeah well the actual quote says you sit there in the middle of the night and the amount of chocolate I needed was immense to go through the match again to compensate immense. you start you start writing and writing and writing and you realise you're writing more and more so there's a writing aspect as well wow I think that was he a plot like line to Sex and the freel- City he sounds like he's been a freelance football writer I have to say. <laughs> it's a bit uh, carry in Sex and yeah, the City yeah. I think um, also this weekend my Brighton boys gave Tottenham a helping hand in their fight for a Champions League place um, by beating Arsenal 2-1. What a result for the Seagulls. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I was in studio at working and there is nothing better than Brighton scoring when I'm on score. Oh, there was a clip I on absolutely the... lose my shit. There was, a, there was a clip on the WhatsApp of you sort of waving yeah. your arms around. I've noticed that. Green screen behind you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, can, can put, I can put that in anything. <laughs> yeah! Oh, no. In the dark. Don't do me yeah. dirty. Don't do it. Um, look, it was an amazing result for Brighton. We hadn't scored. Well, we'd scored one goal in seven games, and that was scored by Lewis Dunk. So to get two mm. in this match um, was 
I mean, well, it was a relief mainly, I think, when we scored the first goal. I was like, yes, we've actually scored. Yeah. This is good. To win was amazing. Cracking goals, though. Bloody are yeah. brilliant Cracking goals. Cracking goals. Mm-hmm. And Wepu is such a good player. Um, we've really missed him since he's been out. His mm. nickname is The Computer. <laughs> You've got weapon right there. <laughs> I know. You've gone for the computer. Yeah. Um, Moises Casado made well, his that, that, debut. You can't just bring that. You have to say why. So, yeah, why? Be a reason. Well, the computer. Yeah. I think the reason, I'm not entirely sure if this is correct. But from, what I've see, from what I've seen, uh, from what Brighton fans talk about, I think the reason is just because he's super intelligent. Yeah. I think right. that's it's, the it's reason. It's not because he like... He I don't re- think there's anything too like fun about it. <laughs> he he spreads like viruses. He, he immediately <laughs> freezes if you ask him to do more than one thing. <laughs> uh, uh, and actually, speaking of computers, <laughs> he, he, crash, <laughs> he crashes a lot. <laughs> the, uh, the Brighton of Albion admin have had a very good weekend. They accidentally um, uploaded a picture of a plug socket yeah. to Instagram when they were meant to just upload a, a, a carousel of um player photos right. they accidentally included a plug socket so all uh, of the Brighton fans have been taking the piss out of it all weekend so there was a lot of plug sockets going around on Twitter and Instagram in case you were wondering because loads of people are like what's with all these plug, plug sockets, sockets everywhere yeah. Yeah. that's the reason why I mean admin might think that's a terrible mistake I like to call it a near miss <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of what's oh in your camera goodness, roll yeah. I mean that's you know, a plug socket would be the least embarrassing it's Russian roulette but every chamber is loaded yeah. have, you, have you got your phone on you Pete? I haven't got my phone on I was going to ask what, you what's so the last what's thing in your camera picture? roll mm. a lot of do- we went for a dog walk I was about to say it'll be the dog, dog. there's a lot of dogs what's a lot the last of dog- one on dogs under a boardwalk definitely the dog Someone fetch me my phone. <laughs> it's as if I knew I was going to yeah, ask. Dog confirmed. Okay, yeah. good. Dog confirmed. Yes. Oh, look at her. It's She's if, lovely, though. It's as if I knew I was going to ask this question because the last thing I took a picture of was actually the football, the football round microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm covering up what really was the last thing in my camera <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, I was saying um, Moises Caicedo, last Very thing good. I wanted to say. It was his Brighton debut. Mm. He got an great. assist and he got man of the match. What, and a, I th- yeah, what a player, right? No, I was just interrupting you to say what a midfield your team is about to put together. I know. Like if you can keep both Bissouma and Mwepo and, and over, the over the summer, Caicedo looking really good on his debut. Mm. Those three, I think, is a, you know, that looks like a top half midfield to me more so than, you know, yeah, very I good. Think, I think originally the plan was to bring Caicedo in to actually replace Basuma mm. should he leave, um, which is obviously still speculative at the moment. But as you say, I mean, when I look, when that, when the team sheet came in, everyone kind of looked at me as if to say, Jules, how's Graham Potter going to set this up? I was like, don't fucking look at me. I've not a clue how he's going to set this team up. There's like, Eight midfielders in this team. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. It's, it's the Pascal Gross wingback move that we don't always see coming, which should make yeah. sense because he's got a really good uh, good delivery on he him. Does. But, uh, but he's not the most uh, mobile is the word no, I'm looking for. But no. I guess you've got the computer and Wepo next to him. <laughs> exactly. Wepo's instant control for the first uh, oh. just, just He was just off Brilliant. and then whacked in. And oh. he's versatile too. He can play in lots of different positions, which Great I like about back. him. What happened to Arsenal? That's what probably most people want to talk about, not, not the Seagulls. I don't know. What do you just kind of like, they, they, they look a bit tired, don't they? Mm. <laughs> they just look like they've overexerted. They've got a quite a thin squad and, and and a young squad, and it's just like it's it's catching up for them. They, I think the season can't end quickly enough for them. Really. I I agree. I think the squad depth is a huge issue here. So I, I watched uh, I watched this and I saw the Pal- Palace game as well, and I think they were slightly different uh, boo boos uh, for for Arsenal. <laughs> the Palace game for me looks like a very classic case of just slightly too many players having a bad day at the same time. Mm. And then once you go behind uh, and you get on the back foot against a very, you know, excitable and energetic Palace team night game in front of that crowd, you know, it's tough to get back in. Mm. Whereas this one was more worrying 
in sense that, but but I think it's it's shortcomings of the squad, right? Because Tierney is out, mm. and you don't trust Nuno Tavares uh, at all. So you move Granit Xhaka down to left back, but that means you, you parties also yeah. missing. <laughs> so your entire midfield is now missing, and I think the double pivot of Martin Odegaard and Lukonga. Not ideal. Uh, Lukunga, bless him, still young, could develop into a player. Martin Odegaard, I don't think, should play deep in the pivot. I think he's a number 10. I, I think those two, uh, as a double pivot against the much-discussed Mrepo Busuma Casedo triple threat, mm. I think that midfield battle doesn't work out very well. Um, uh, so, so I just think there was a there was a little bit of lack of, of leadership and personality here. And uh, yeah, no good replacement for party. No yeah. party, no party, yeah. as it turns out. I, I agree completely. I think Tierney's a massive miss for his leadership, but also deliveries into the box. Obviously, his uh, defensive abilities as well. And I, I just think they they really missed him um, in the last couple of games. They're probably pretty rocked by the Arsenal, uh, the Crystal Palace result as well on Monday yeah. night, losing that game. Heading into this, there was it was almost like the pressure started to creep up on them because they knew Spurs are in good form. Tottenham are coming for them, being their biggest rivals. The North London derby being now finally scheduled for a couple of weeks time. I just, I felt like it was there for the taking for Brighton. And actually mm. Brighton have a decent... Um, they have a decent record against Arsenal in terms of, you know, being one of the traditional bigger sides in the Premier League. It's probably the team that live, uh, Brighton have got the, the best record against. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I actually had a feeling that mm. Arsenal mm. were going to drop points in this game. It, it's not about this season for, for Arsenal, though, is it? They've, they've, mm. they've copped incredibly for the, the change that have been made in, in the squad. And they're so young and they're just going to get better. And I'm really enjoying watching them. And look, if you can just enjoy the five-minute period where they're trying to figure out whether VAR is going to rule out God. <laughs> just enjoy the downtime, guys, all right? Just, that just, took just far too long, didn't yeah, it? Uh, i got to admit uh, that I'm a, often a, a VAR uh, apologist, but I think that got on my nerve as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, they do still have one game in hand on Tottenham. Um, and Spurs, won again this weekend and they were really impressive yet again I think Son Kane Kulazewski mm. them three together you just know they're going to score pretty much in every game for the rest of this season 4-0 victory over Aston Villa um, and Antonio Conte was his typical sinister self, uh, sinister self mm. post-match should I say he said the winner has to feel when there is the blood on your opponent and he then said you have blood to, like five times and then you have to try to kill your opponent <laughs> it's absolutely chilling didn't did he say I got blood and then he sort of thought about blood and he said blood again and he just kept saying blood because he, he was just, I can't get past this blood word. Blood. blood, blood, blood. I love Antonio Conte. He's a fascinating character, Lars. I mean, we've, we've seen so many different sides to him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, crucially, he's a very good coach and Tottenham have gotten quite a lot better. And I was uh, bemoaning the lack of sort of head cases in the game. I think Chris, 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 Christian Romero is uh, is definitely good. I mean, it, what Tottenham may have lost in the shithousery stakes when Lamella left. I mean, Christian Romero and is Sergio ready Aria. to... Yeah. But, but Serge Aurier is a different form of shithousery. It's some sort of, it seems to just uh, affect his own team more than the opponent, more, which is, is, is a concern. No, no, and Tottenham... Tottenham were slightly lucky here, it should be said. Uh, Villa were significantly better than them in the first half. Uh, but they have a very good goalkeeper in Lloris, or certainly one who had a good day at the office. And there's a thing to be said for having strikers who are just really good at kicking the ball. Mm. Like, I mean, just yeah. just forwards who who will shoot very well. Uh, <laughs> so you need fewer chances to score occasionally. That is good. Yeah, Sonny's at his best at the moment, isn't he? And As is Harry Kane. It's just uh, wonderful to watch Tottenham at the moment when they're going forward. Um, right, that is the top half of the table 
kind of sorted. So Tottenham Boom. probably in pole position to get that fourth spot now, three points ahead of Arsenal. Uh, Manchester United have dropped way further down after their defeat at Goodison Park to Everton. So after the break, we're going to focus on the bottom half of the table and how the relegation fight is shaping up. <laughs> the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Which decision in particular annoys you? Where do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you worry, we will be coming on to the lovely Neil Warnock, who this weekend decided that his time in management was over. I know, sad times. Uh, We are going to relive some of our favourite Neil Warnock memories at the end. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, For now, though, welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's Jules, Lars and Pete here with you on this Monday, recapping everything from the weekend. Before we get to your emails, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Remember, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot. And make sure your selections are always submitted before the first game of the weekend. Further terms and conditions apply. Right, game one... 
was Brentford against West Ham. Pete, you picked Ivan Tony, which was a good pick. It was a good pick. Score, he did score, yes. But he didn't score first, unfortunately. No, he didn't. It was Brian Buemo who scored. Um, I think that's his first goal in 14 matches, but he's yeah. been really good lately. Picked his bloody matches, didn't he? <laughs> Back on the score sheet. Um, game two, Leicester against Crystal Palace. Andy Brassel picked Conor Gallagher. The result was Adamola Lookman. Uh, game three was Norwich against Burnley. A surprise result in this one. Norwich beating Burnley by two goals to nil. Kate actually picked Wout Weghorst, uh, but the result was Pierre-Lise Malou, who I don't think anyone would have picked to be the first goal scorer mm. in that game. Game four was the big one, Man City against Liverpool. Marcus picked Sadio Mane. The result was Kevin De Bruyne. So there we go. We uh, got uh, zero <laughs> once again. Mm. Right, we will be back with another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. But Thanks, now, Kit. <laughs> now it is time for this. Uh, from Mark. Hello, Mark. Uh, after the chat about what happens to losing finalists' shirts, I wanted to bring something that happened to my local club in Germany over the weekend. Hertha Berlin uh, lost 4-1 to rivals Union uh, in front of a packed house on Saturday. At full time, the Hertha players were told by the Ultras to take their shirts off and lay them on the pitch in front of the section as uh, an apology. Oh. The players then conducted their post-match interviews not only with having the ignominy of uh, a 4-1 defeat from their derby rivals, but also literally having their own kit seized from them. So they had to do all of their interviews topless. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> Why would you do that? I know that I mean, Hertha Berlin are a disgrace. <laughs> I've, I've, I try not to swear here, but they're the an few, unbelievably bad team. I, I remember going to see Hertha about <laughs> 10 years ago with the rest of the Ramble at... Uh, I got unholy amounts of alcohol down my uh, gullet, and uh, and they um, they were terrible. They lost, I think, four one actually, and uh, we took ages to get back into the centre of town. It was rubbish. People were smashing windows on the tube. It was rubbish. I hate Hertha <laughs> Berlin, even though I bought one of their hats. But, but yeah, <laughs> in summary. <laughs> But the European context here is that... I'm, 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 we don't I'm, need it! I bought a hat, lads! <laughs> don't need the European context! It was a cold day! I've got currywurst on it! <laughs> currywurst is real. Currywurst, better than Hertha Berlin. Yes. Um, but, but the last few years, they've been spending a lot of money. They've had this investor come in and say, you know, Berlin should have a big city club. That's mm. sort of been their context. Yeah. And they've just been getting worse and worse with all the money. <laughs> During the pandemic, they could actually spend money, which no one else could, and they've just gotten worse. And now they're in the real danger of getting relegated. And to fix things, they've brought in Felix Magath. Oh. So, I mean, if any team deserves to go down, if any team deserves to have fans have a go, Mm. Hertha Berlin, arguably the most shameful team in Europe at the moment. <laughs> and I think no. the fans are fully entitled to demand the shirts. In a big, silly stadium. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> right, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble if there's anything you'd like to send in. And don't forget, Pep Talks is on Wednesday. Any dilemmas you've got, mm. send them in to us as well. Uh, right, relegation movers. Let's talk about the bottom half of the table and who's going to stay up, who's going to go down. Because... It was all a little bit weird this weekend. I don't think I saw many of these results coming personally. Let's start with the first game on Saturday, which was Everton 1, Manchester United 0. Everton were disciplined and energetic, even with 32-year-old Fabian Delph in the middle of the park. <laughs> even but, with? But, come on. But, but Throwing no, shade on Delph. <laughs> it, was, it was a largely awful game of football, wasn't it? 
Uh, it was, yeah, from what I saw. Um, I, 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 to be fair, I think the football ramble, aka okay, me, uh, on Friday or Thursday, whatever, whenever it was, I did say that I, I thought Everton would would, would edge this one simply because mm. it's a home match. Yeah. Mm. What they need is to make all of their away games for the rest of the season feel like home games, and they will survive. Next game is Anfield, full of scousers. That's easy. That's gonna feel like <laughs> a home game. Like a home game. Leicester City. Little bit more difficult. I'm thinking uh, Danny Cadamardri scarf, maybe mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a Lee Carsley mural, something like that. Just something that's going to make uh, the, the King Power feel like Goodison. Some way to make it feel like a home match. That would maybe be my favourite vandalism in a very long time. If someone <laughs> snuck into the King Power in the middle of the night and made it painted a Danny Cadamardri, uh, yeah, a Lee Carsley <laughs> mural. Just no one expects that. <laughs> no one will ever expect it. I mean, it's exactly the result Everton needed because. My God, after that defeat in the week on Wednesday at Turf Moor to Burnley, it it almost looked doomed for Frank Lampard Mm. and his side. It looked as though Burnley were the team with the momentum that were going to somehow, well, everyone expected them to beat Norwich, which we'll come on to, which they didn't do, um, and that they were going to be the ones climbing out of the relegation zone this weekend, but it wasn't to be. So now Everton, with that victory, are now four points clear of the bottom three, put themselves in a bit of a healthier position heading into the the run-in. And it was Anthony Gordon who scored the goal, although should we credit it to Harry Maguire? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Let's have a a giggle. It was just another another bad day for him, wasn't it? I mean, how's your luck when that goes in off you deflected? It's just not good, is it? It's not ideal, and and you and and out. Uh, let me uh, be the first to let everyone know. Uh, listen to the football ramble that you and uh, Lars are having a heated discussion <laughs> as to which Manchester United players would get into any other squads <laughs> in the Premier League. Right? Not now. the Premier League. Sorry, I was comparing it to the other top, top six. six Sorry, yes. I just uh, think. Uh, the team is a little bit overrated, is, is what I think, because there are quite a few bad players in the squad. But that's kind of besides. I, I want to, before we move on, actually give a bit of like credit to Frank Lampard, because we were quite, last time I was on this pod, we were quite mean about him, because I think it was after the Palace game where he said some very strange things after the game. <laughs> uh, he, he was basically, I think, suggesting that your entire team might be eunuchs is just not really what <laughs> I think it's really rogue from a man management perspective. Uh, but, 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 but just the decision to have Fabian Delft sit in front of the back for is not an obvious move from a coach uh, but it really worked out he played mm. well and, and United struggled to break Everton down and he deserves credit for taking a slightly strange and unexpected decision and well, it working out well according to our notes the supercomputer alert a supercomputer what does uh, Mwepo have to I do know, with this Mwepo's on there <laughs> leave him out of this Damn he's it. reduced Everton's Everton. chances of relegation to 30% 30%. Thank right. <gasps> thank you Enoch. Oh, thank you very much for that yeah. Enoch. Um yeah, I think back to what me and Lars were discussing. I was saying that when you actually look at the teams that are fighting for the final Champions League spot mm-hmm. in um in the Premier League, so fighting for that fourth spot across the board really if you look at the full squads, mm-hmm. I just think that this Manchester United team do have quality players in there. Not on current form because on current form someone for example like Marcus Rashford couple of seasons ago was he'd start every game and he was unbelievable and he's an excellent player and obviously something's going on there because he's he's obviously not playing very well at the moment at all but I think in the squad there's certainly a lot of talent there and I think they're massively underperforming their capabilities and I don't know whose fault that is but when you look at what Ralph Ranjik's done since he's come in okay the results have probably been way better than the performances. They've actually managed to get some results out of games that you're like, oh, they don't really deserve that. Mm. But actually, I think that a manager who is probably 
the next permanent manager at Manchester United, and it looks like that's going to be Ten Hag from all the reports we're hearing at the moment, surely can get a lot better out of those players that are currently in this squad. That That's my opinion anyway. I just think they're massively underachieving. Have we been saying this for five years though? Yes. With every manager. Yeah. But it's just, a, my point would be that the squad is a really sort of weird mishmash of things. Now, with regards to Rangnick, I think he's, um, the way they're using him is very strange, United, because he is someone who has a proven track record of building clubs over time, uh, first and foremost. And he's also a football ideologue. Like he's mm. someone who believes incredibly passionately in one way of, of playing, which is to press very high. You know, everyone works really hard and runs a lot. Mm. It's not what this current Man United team <laughs> wants to do, right? Yes. <laughs> so I, I would. So when he was brought in, like getting, you know, getting Ralph Rangnick in and giving him three years to fix your broken football club could be good. Mm. Getting Ralph Rangnick in as a six coach months. for as a coach for Ronaldo <laughs> FC for six months yeah. is a terrible idea. It's a terrible right? idea. So I thought there was a long term idea here, but it turns out no, they they just wanted, no. and, and I think he's completely unsuited to that. Yeah, uh, I think. Agreed. Uh, I, 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 like. Cristiano Ronaldo can still do very good things on a football pitch, but what he cannot do is press and run around a lot, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can have him up front for a Ralph Rangnick team. That's not how he wants mm. his teams to play. So it's a complete mismatch in that regard. I don't think the fans have bought into Ralph Rangnick at all, though. And, and I don't think Ralph Rangnick has at times helped that. Uh, after the game, he um, said that Manchester United don't deserve to play Champions League I mean, football. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. It's true. Um, I'm not sure if the fans want to hear that, though. Um, he also delivered a glorious line elsewhere. Where he said, with all respect to Everton, because they have a good team, but if you don't score against a team who conceded three goals against Burnley, you cannot expect to get anything you can't out of name it. Check oh, previous matches. It's true. It's I mean, he's just calling things like he's. <laughs> I think there have been a fair few of those with Rangnick, where he's said things that are clearly true. But maybe if you're a United fan or a United executive, you don't want your head coach saying these things. <laughs> uh, I think there's been a few cases of that. Yeah. On the subject of Everton and Burnley. Um, I watched Burnley at the weekend. I don't think they know how to win a football game. I think they might have forgotten how to win a football game. Sean Dyche. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's bizarre, is it? We'll come on to that in a minute. Just want to just finish off everything about Manchester United. Uh, Because David De Gea said the performance was a disgrace. Cristiano Ronaldo showed his frustration by smashing some kid's phone. Cool. <laughs> what an icon. What has he done that for? I just I just think it's, you know, it's just nice that the mask slips, except it doesn't slip. He's always like this. <laughs> it's just funny. It's endlessly funny. I think the, the apology was, was unconvincing, but also the idea that he, he's going to bring him to a game at Old Trafford. I was like, how old was that phone? I mean, it, it, it really, I mean, this could be fair value for, for the damage. It really depends on what, how old the phone is. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Depen- they're probably more expensive the, the, these yeah, days. It's quite they? retro, yeah. yeah. But it really depends on what kind of phone it is, whether yeah. that is fair. Also depends on the seats. You know, does he <laughs> yeah. get a go so, in one of the yeah. VIP boxes? Mm, I mean, yeah. they really... I, think, I, I mean, think, more importantly, he was an Everton fan, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, so no thanks, mate. He's like, why do I want to go to Everton? Yeah, bugger off. Actually, probably would like to. It's where they've won one of their only games this season. (laughs) Oh, no, they haven't. That was at Goodison, wasn't it? Of course it was, was, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, just to clarify the the statement that you're talking about there, Lars, uh, Ronaldo said, I would like to apologise for my outburst and if possible, I would like to invite this supporter to watch a game at Old Trafford as a sign of fair play and sportsmanship. 
Oh, it's what? criminal damage, isn't it? It's not, it's not an outburst, is it? It's criminal damage. So there's mate. a very str- smashing things and then yeah. uh, compensating them by giving them something they might not want. <laughs> yeah. Isn't really what I associate with fair play and sportsmanship. But, but, you know, yeah. but you're but you're you're right though, Lars. There aren't any absolute psychopaths in just the league anymore. Just get them anymore. a phone. You know, <laughs> twenty years ago, I can't. I was jumping into jumping That's in true, the stands. No, Where's now getting? smashing the phone? Is yeah. Yeah. a trip to iFix? It bugger off. Uh, Boring. Yeah. I mean, I have confessed to enjoying smashing things on this podcast before, but mm. I would not smash a young boy's phone. Just you, you, attend, you attend weddings to smash plates. <laughs> yeah. The wedding crashes, literally. Uh, um, right, let's talk Burnley then, Lars, as you mentioned, uh, because they couldn't back up their victory over Everton in the week with a win at Burnley, uh, at Norwich, sorry. Um, and Norwich have now kept two clean sheets in a row. They've picked up four points in their last two matches. Could they do it? Can they escape? Can they survive? Thanks for both looking at me blank. No, <laughs> I'm looking no. at, I'm looking at their fixture list. Man yeah. United, Newcastle, Villa, West Ham. They all seem pretty doable Leicester, right now, Wolves don't they? and Spurs. <laughs> probably not then. Well, I, I, they could get a few points, but they're probably not going to... Uh, they're probably not going to... Uh, or a leap, uh, seven points. Yeah, no, they're not going to do it. Like. <laughs> yeah. I expect, like, uh, even if, but to be fair, if they keep scoring shitty double deflected goals nine minutes in, I think I know. they've got every chance. What's that, what's going to happen to Burnley then, Lars? Do you think that they are going to go down? Is this their year? Yeah, so I, I went early with this. I made the right run, but too early. I went straight into offside. But I just right. think um, <laughs> I can't get over Sean Dyche's sort of after the Everton win saying, you know, I told them at half time, you know, they don't they don't know how to win a game of these. But it's like, mate, you you've won three in the last twenty five. <laughs> what in, the, what the in God's name are you talking about? And also like but I should also say, you know, it's tough when you're down there. I've been down there. Like, again, mate, you are down there. <laughs> I've been what are you talking about? You're in huge trouble. And and that that could have been a transformative win for them, but instead they've lost to Norwich, which mm. is pretty embarrassing. Mm. And things are not looking good for Burnley. And I, I think in the wider scheme of things, you worry a little bit for Burnley because they they were bought by by new owners uh, fairly recently. And and I do believe that was a so-called leveraged buyout uh, so that the club was loaded with quite a lot of debt uh, by the new owners. So it's a bad time for them to get relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no good time to get relegated. This is a particularly bad time to get relegated. Yeah, they don't know how to win games, as you say, and neither do Watford by the looks of it. Not even with good old Roy Hodgson in charge. It is looking pretty bad for them. <laughs> and they lost. Yeah. They should be starting themselves, I, I reckon. Yeah, uh, I think based on what we've yeah. seen. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they lost 3 0 to Leeds. Leeds have learnt how to win games under yeah. Jesse Marsh as well. And actually, I think one of the more underrated goals of the weekend was Rafinha's opener for Leeds. I think mm. it was an amazing goal. A knee wonderful. slide was yeah. terrible. Yeah, was. His <laughs> knee got caught in the grass. And, and that like looked like an injury. That. No. Uh, so as things are shaping up, it does... Well, at the moment, it's Norwich, Watford and Burnley in that bottom three. Everton pulling away. Leeds have pulled away. Brentford have certainly pulled away after mm. um, this weekend as well. So there we go. I'm sure it is. Uh, there's still some more twists and turns to come with roughly around seven matches of the season left. Hopefully um, not Rafinha's knee joints. I'm surprised not. I'm surprised they're allowed to do the knee slides. <laughs> Honest to God, I w- I, as a club, you'd consider outlawing the knee slides. Well, they, they should Bamford, be. Because that, that, that is an injury himself. waiting to happen. Yeah. And just in the because we know all about the sort of weird contract clauses and stuff people aren't allowed to do. Mm. Uh, famously, we were discussing before yeah. the show Stefan Swartz of Sunderland, who was not allowed to go to space, which uh, which I think was just <laughs> not a very useful. Accidentally went to space though. He'd be so annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all done it. 
Every night out let, let, let he who has not fallen asleep in a weather balloon cast the first stone. <laughs> um, but I just think looking at that knee slide from Rafinha, if I'm Leeds, I don't want him doing that ever again. No. Uh, just, no. <laughs> so get it into the contract. No knee yeah. slides. Yeah, agreed. Um, right, that is everything on the pitch in the Premier League. Some some sad news to end on, um, oh. but I think we're going to have a bit of a giggle about it. Um, and that is after 1,603 matches and eight promotions, 73-year-old Neil Warnock has confirmed that he is retiring from football management. Yeah. Aww. Well, he sort of said, uh, uh, like, because he can't find a job before the end of the season. It's like, you're only going to get like five matches maximum. Yeah, come on. <laughs> do you think his time is really over, Lars? Or no, do you reckon he's no, got a call up on the way? I think he'll change his mind pretty soon. But, <laughs> but I do. I mean, what, what, what would Neil Warnock be doing if he was? I mean, he might go Fishing. on the yeah, punditry, maybe. Yeah, I reckon he will do a bit of punditry. Oh, maybe I'll get to work with him. Yeah. I'd like a travel show with Neil Warnock. Imagine. <laughs> like Travel Man, but with Neil Warnock. Yeah, just, just eat, be... eating foreign food. Yeah. I don't like this. Well, but, but then maybe he will like it. Maybe <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. I mean, he must have some incredible... He's already told some stories in, in the little bit of media punditry that he's done, but yeah. I mean, he must have so many up his sleeve. I, I, I listened to five minutes of his aud- audio book on Audible... Uh, today uh, and I, I might go back to the well see if I can have a listen clip some things out but it's just him going talking about how to get the best out of his misfiring QPR team I, I think Neil Warnock and Richard Ayoade travelling the world <laughs> is what the about, TV show we need I think better than that I think what about Neil Warnock and Mike Dean after he's also said he's quitting this imagine yeah, them be Mike Dean together. too busy Ayoade, getting ready for Strictly Warnock yeah. <laughs> I mean, Beautiful. Mike Dean is going on Strictly. That's a, that's a when, not if. <laughs> Neil Warnock on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I'd yeah, like to eating, see that. Eating stuff, eating yeah, lizards. Be good with it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Get Sean Dyshin, <laughs> already like fond of eating worms, as we all know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he, you know, it's amazing, really, when you look back at his career. He pl- He's played for a fair few clubs mm. and he's managed so many. I think he's... He actually said over the weekend he can't remember all the clubs he's managed. There's a few in there that he's forgotten. Um, But he started at Northern Premier League side Gainsborough Trinity in 1981. I wasn't even born yet. Oh, well, that's the real standard. Do you know Joe's Bridge wasn't born? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although Luke likes to tell everyone that I am over 40. (laughs) I am not over 40. Um, He says he's not lost the enthusiasm for management. But he just wants to spend a bit more time with his family now, basically. So yeah. we wish him well, don't we? He, he, he probably, he's probably looking absolutely strange to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you again? <laughs> well, there we go. Farewell to Neil Warner. Uh, let's hope that we um, we see him on the telly soon or who knows, back in the dugout if he gets a call up. Um, right. I, can't wait, get, I can't wait to get out of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> he said about the EU. can't wait to get out of it, if I'm honest. Stop it. Um, right, that's all from us today. That was a pleasure. Pete and Lars yeah. enjoyed that. There was a lot of football and the football was good. <laughs> yeah. It was. And we have talked about it now. So yes. that's, that's so. good. It's a good start to the week, I have to say. It mm. is. And now we head into another week of European action, all of the second legs, which we will talk about all week on the Football Ramble. So thanks once again for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. We will see you tomorrow. Ta-ta. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.